Watch of the NBA. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about aggregation. I'm oddly intrigued by neck tattoos. You know, we love China. We love the plan here. It comes a dunk. Shut up and listen. You think you're better than me? Bye. Welcome back to Swish FM. Chris Wendelkin and Ben Craw. Uh, ben joining us today. Uh, a returning guest, a uh, editor, a podcaster, a producer. Uh, a hip hop connoisseur, a tastemaker, a VJ, a DJ, uh, Ben, your counterpart, one half of Smash TV. There goes my video, freaking out. It's Swish <laughs> FM's resident film critic, Brendan Shields. B, welcome back to the pod. Very excited to have you once again. We're doing this for the first time. This is not something that we're mm-hmm. re recording. Definitely uh, not a re record. <laughs> Definitely not take two after this technical not, fuck ups. This is not the second take. Uh, this is a first time out of the box. Yep. Brendan, excited to have you back here for another installment of our film series, The Rewatchables. Thank you for taking a couple minutes to do this. Thanks, fellas. Uh, good to be back again and again today. And again, again and again. And again. again. <laughs> he can't stop, folks. Um, and we can't stop either. We we need him for this one. This is a big job here <clears throat> today. And um, I I apologize off the bat for my voice. I'm a little under the weather. Sorry to hear um, but, uh, but luckily, I've been on a uh, steady diet of NyQuil and Ivermectin, so I'm feeling Great. really good. Um, Take those horse meds, Ben. And I am uh, ready yeah. to, to do yeah a, a very ambitious undertaking here today. Well, you know, the film that we're going to be discussing today on the Rewatchables, Air Bud, this has been on, on our Mount Rushmore for a while. But Ben, quickly, let's give the audience a snapshot here about the Rewatchables, our film series, because we've come so far with this, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. and I'm just, I'm so proud and amazed at how it's grown. The series has really taken off. Yeah. Um, This was, of course, our film series that originally was just focusing on Boston area films, sort of uh, something of a Valentine, a love letter to our favorite Boston area filmmakers and uh, movies set in Boston. We, we of course, started very kind of narrowly with the uh, scope, the the career of Ben Affleck. Mm -hmm. And we've sort of expanded beyond that. We we began with The Town. We started with The Town, right? That was the first one? Of course. The Town was our our flagship. um, And then then we we moved to Surviving Christmas from there. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, we should state first off that uh, the Rewatchables was a concept and a name that we right. invented, Chris. We you and I yeah. came up with uh, on our own, completely independently. And it, right, it started off as a sort of narrow in scope, sort of a um, a very focused um, 
you know, dedicated uh, um, analysis and homage to, like you said, our favorite town and our favorite actor. Look, you're my best friend, so don't take this the wrong way. But in 20 years, if you're still living here, coming over to my house to watch the Patriots game, still working construction, I'll fucking kill you. That's not a threat. Why? That's a fact. I'll fucking kill you. Then it was such a smash success. It was such a hit. Uh, the response was so overwhelmingly yeah. positive uh, from our audience, for which I am just just eternally humbled and grateful um, that we had no choice, really, but to uh, just blow it all out, expand blow it, it out. to... Um, you know, to 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 pay um, respects and tribute to films that might not necessarily occur in the city of Boston, in the Bean Town. Yeah. Um, so uh, I believe our our first non-Affleck picture that uh, the Bee joined us for was uh, Rat Race, uh, the two thousand <sighs> classic cinematic masterpiece. Um, so good. Yeah. If anyone would like to go back and re-listen to that, feel free to pause if if you haven't already. Um, <clears throat> but today we're here to, uh, to enter another, another piece of, uh, of art into our canon, into our, our, uh, you know, pantheon, uh, of, of films, if you will. This is the Not Fucking Around crew. Well, we, we so called in the Not Fucking Around crew here, Ben. We needed, uh, we needed the backup. And That's right. And we brought in the A-team here with Brandon yeah. Shields. This is a big uh, job. This is this is a big job. Uh, Airbud, we're talking Airbud today, guys. It's a <laughs> 1997 sports comedy film directed by Charles Martin Smith. Mm. Uh, of course, uh, you know, sparked a huge franchise of other Airbud films. A Robert Vince production. That's Robert right. Vince. That's right. That's the right. The man behind this this whole creation. The brainchild, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the godhead. I mean, we'll give a quick snapshot of the film, a little bit about the plot, and then I think the idea here is we're just going to move through the film talking about kind of the central beats and things that sort of, you know, uh, jump off the page, as it were, you know, just moments where, you know, you said, like, this seemed just sort of exceptional here to me. So, uh, yeah. 1997, uh, Air Bud, it's a film about a real-life dog named Air Buddy, a crossbred golden retriever who shoots basketball hoops, uh, and uh, he is, is he the hero, would we say he's the hero of this film? Big yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, he's, he's not well, the he's protagonist, a- but he, he is the guy, he's yeah. the guy that saves the day, right? Right, yeah. jo- Josh. I would not say is the hero. He's he's not a bad kid, but no. uh, <laughs> it's 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 it's, it's Josh's it's Josh's story, and we and Josh sort of learns and grows vis a vis Buddy. Right? Is that fair? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I would say that that Air Bud Buddy is the. He's the one who sort of drives the plot. Like you mentioned, Ben, uh, film was produced by Robert and William Vince. It stars Michael Jeter. Kevin Zegers, uh, right. Wendy McKenna, Eric Christmas, Bill Cobbs, and Air Buddy. All right, so the first major, you know, kind of sequence of events where I hit pause and was like, I think we really need to sort of unpack what happens here is is the top of the film here. So, so the movie opens with what I call like a fairly uh, traumatic. Um, anxiety-inducing opening sequence. Yeah, it's an it's a nightmare sequence. It's a nightmare, and really, uh, Ben uh, and Brendan, it's in no small part to that music. 
Um, that is the soundtrack of Chaos. Uh, <laughs> We open on Norm uh, Snively, an alcoholic clown, and his golden retriever, Old Blue. Yeah. And they are guys haphazardly driving down an old country road in a beaten up, sputtering pickup truck, just zigzagging across the road. Um, and guys, you know, uh, uh, Brendan, Ben, feel free to jump in, interrupt me here. <coughs> Anything that jumps off the screen to you, let me know. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's Norm is Norm is intoxicated. It seems to me. It seems like he is completely uh, shit faced behind the wheel <laughs> at, at all times. He is driving drunk. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, making matters worse is his dog Old Blue, who is helplessly locked in a crate in a kettle, mm. sliding around in the bed of the pickup truck. Yeah, well, not I, I not secured uh, the the crate. Yeah, in the back of the car. The dog is unnamed at this point. Right. He, mm. he only comes up with Old Blue after he sees a blue can of paint. Can of paint. Right. He completely makes Much that shit up on the, the spot. Um, yeah. In a yeah. desperate attempt to recapture his, Very his property. Very frustrating. Very so frustrating. unnamed dog in a clown costume uh, yep. in the possession of Norm Snively, a, an aforementioned alcoholic clown. Yeah. And let's uh, be clear. Like, the dog is crying like he's terrified he's dog's not, not happy having, he's not having a good time back there doesn't want to be i was here. thinking for you this must have been a very hard watch chris i know you're such a dog person and uh there's there's a lot of animal abuse or implied animal abuse in this oh, movie yeah I oh mean, it's not just implied <laughs> um yes. there's there's no way around it like this was a horror film for me like this yeah this was a nightmare of a watch uh i my heart was broken and then rebroken and then rebroken. I think it may have healed. I'm not really sure. I'm not really there yet. But like, yeah, it was mortifying at times. And so we open with this moment of sheer terror. We have the dog sliding around in the bed of a pickup truck at the mercy of this drunk clown who's behind the wheel. And like I said, he's just zigzagging around this old country road and it's anyone's guess if they're even going to get where you know to where they're going. Yeah. Um, Before and, wrapping themselves around a tree, you mean? Right. Yeah. Right. As we and, see um, later, he is not a good driver. Mm. No. 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 Really here's struggles a, behind the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> here's a quick question to interject, guys. Um, can we talk a little bit about our, our personal histories? H- had you seen this movie before? <sighs> um, no. Yeah, is I, I really seen this before. <laughs> it's amazing. Me neither. This is my very first watch of this film. We're um, all around the same age. I feel like the so I, I would have been fourteen when this came out. I think you too, Ben. And yeah. at fourteen, this is like the last thing I would have wanted. It wasn't to see. right. Yeah. Right. It wasn't. You know, I would have gotten beat up for. If it got out that I saw Airbud in theaters. Yeah, even as like a huge basketball fan in the year 1997, like at the height of my fandom still, I was in no mood whatsoever to watch this movie. And yeah. I only got uh, in less of a mood as the years ensued. Um, and um, yeah, it's funny. Like we, uh, this, this movie has been on our list to, to rewatch uh, for our rewatchables series, spinoff series for a while now. And I just kind of found myself, like, continuing to put it off. Like, it, it took us a while. It's not your fault. It felt a little bit like a chore. Um, I thought it would be more fun. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't so, fun. I'll, I'll just come right out and say it. I didn't care for this film. No, it's a horror movie. Yeah. Um, 
it wasn't I, good. I think that's a great place <laughs> to sort of like circle and talk about. And I think we're, we'll be sort of unpacking this idea throughout our analysis of the entire film. But like, what were your expectations for this movie? Like for me, when I heard like, oh, there's a movie about this dog that plays basketball. It's like a children's film. You know, it's a kid's film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I sort of, in my mind's eye, sort of assumed that it would be one thing. That it would be you know, a harmless, happy, fun, goofy, sort of funny story. I did not anticipate that it would be this dark. So, not to jump too far ahead, I, I was at least pleasantly surprised that Buddy, a.k.a. Airbud, did not play on the team the entire movie. I, I yep. thought he was going to be the star right. of the team right. from, like, 15 minutes into the movie. So. Right. I was a little bit pleasantly surprised that they saved that for the end. It wasn't Ooh. like, it was still very unbelievable, but it wasn't totally insane. Like, I gather the rest of the franchises where they're just like, well, now you can be on the football team, like, right away, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It is less about Buddy being an athlete and more about him being, like, a dog and a companion that's very talented. Yeah. Yes. Which is, you know, which is a really good point brendan i think the movie is stronger i, I don't know I, I i wasn't always super interested in seeing him like play ball um but yeah again what were your expectations when you were coming into this uh i i did not expect it to be so dark yeah not not that it is like an impossibly dark movie but Right up top, we've got a kid, Josh, having a hard time moving. Dead dad, who is mm-hmm. a, a test pilot who died in a fiery crash, as as I assume from the newspaper headline. Yeah, and, wait, uh, wait, wait. Sorry to, to stop us in our tracks yeah. here. Did you guys, by any chance, pause and read that entire I newspaper tr- I article? I tried. My resolution oh. was not uh, clear enough to really get... Make heads or tails of it. Yeah, Ben, fill us in. What were you able to to figure out? So real quick, uh, this is a few minutes into the film. You know, we see our opening scene, nightmare sequence with the clown and the dog. Um, The clown is abusive um, uh, of this animal. And then we cut to uh, the the boy, Josh, um, who's driving to a new, new town with his mom. Uh, the first introduction of Buddy and Josh is that the mom hits the... So the dog uh, in the crate bounces out of the back of the pickup truck. As Snively, you know, drives away from some birthday party that he's like thrown out of for doing a horrible job and uh, emotionally scarring the children for life. Uh, so the dog is just sitting in the middle of the road, trapped in its box, and the mom um, driving in her car with Josh and a like infant daughter in the back, or not infant, but toddler daughter in the back, <laughs> hits the box. <laughs> so the first uh, interaction is that uh, the dog is hit by a car. Um, and opens the the box, but luckily it's not too hard, and the dog escapes, walks out, whatever. Uh, the mom doesn't even notice that she's struck an animal with her car. She's yeah, a little distracted. Um, yeah, so she uh, drives off, and then you know we see them drive to their new house because uh, her mom, who is now a single mother um, after the death of her spouse, um, has just taken a new job at the Fernfield Napkin Factory, the third largest manufacturer of napkins in all North America. I don't know why they 
felt the need to include that, but that was a uh, little piece of uh, exposition in the in the um, movie. So then, uh, so we get to the new house. Uh, Josh is not happy about you know moving into this empty new house in this strange new town. He has like one box of belongings, um, which includes a uh, an old you know, red, white, and blue style ABA basketball, um, and a, uh, a framed newspaper clipping with the headline crash claims life of test pilot. Um, and then a picture of his late father. Um, I don't know why, what, uh, motivated me exactly, but I decided to pause the movie and try to read this, um, this newspaper uh, article, which for some reason they, incl- I mean, whatever, I'll just read it. <laughs> So, Crash Claims Life of Test Pilot, written by Raul Ingus of the Metro Daily News, New Mexico. Another tragedy struck today when test pilot Captain Andrew Fram, first of all, the last name is Fram, F-R-A-M-M, incredible movie name. Um, Uh, Another tragedy? Like, was the first tragedy also involving a test pilot? Yeah, very, very good question. Exactly (laughs) how many tragedies have uh, have we encountered here? Another tragedy struck today when test pilot Captain Andrew Fram, that's Josh's dad, crashed his experimental XW-NG jet. Captain Fram is best known for being the only man to break the sound barrier with a banana and a long sports sock. Okay. Um, Fram was the youngest of 18, 18, in the now, oh, uh, yeah, in the now famous Flying Fram family. His father, Luther Fram, was the daring pilot who, during the Second World War, flew in ham and Bibles to Muslim prisoners in Berlin. Hmm. Ham and Bibles. Ham, Ham, which is, you know, haram, forbidden in the Muslim religion, and Bibles. uh, Probably not well received. (laughs) Yeah, so kind of of weird behavior there. Uh, An odd detail to include in the newspaper article. Uh, Luther went on to start the first ever Daredevil acrobatic team with stunts like propeller walking, ignite the Fram, and wing squash. Training at an early age with his uncle Scooter, Andrew soon appeared in countless television shows Arn the Ape Boy until his father's tragic death in a boating accident in 1963. Now listen to this line. With Luther's death overshadowed by the Kennedy assassination, (laughs) Andy felt he should follow his father's footsteps. Yeah, this journalist is just... Like I, I don't, I don't know who copy edi- together, who, who edited this. Um, I mean, yeah. Um, uh, so wait. So then, um, with Luther's, Luther's death, death yeah. overshadowed by the Kennedy assassination, Andy felt he should follow his father's footsteps by beginning to fly. First of all, calling himself Captain Dick, then Jesus. Airman Hazel. Fram joined the special test or die Air Corps. Special Test or Die Air Corps, where he soon became the first cross-dressing squadron leader in the world. Father of two, Fram will be sorrowfully missed. I feel like that's not something you should include yeah. in a, a memorial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I don't know. I don't even really know how to unpack all that. Um, yeah, I mean, lot. I was I was taken aback just by the um the banana line right off the bat and then the more right, i read and the, a tube the, sock. yeah the i think crazier. somebody was having some fun yeah in, having some in fun the props department right wait right. ben i mean while we're freeze framed here you notice that they just copy and pasted the text yeah it's weirdly laid out the article yeah so they like in order so that you can read the whole thing they like 
take a chunk it's like kind of covered up by like the bubble wrap on in the frame and then they like to make sure that you can read the entire thing it's very weird i don't know i don't know what the hell's going on with that um but yeah some fun little trivia there for you airbud heads um wow about uh about josh's uh late father um and that's why you come to the rewatchables mm-hmm. folks wow 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 as my yeah. video goes bonkers <laughs> cross-dressing bananas tube socks and yep. uh flying some, in some bibles to muslim material. prisoners in world war ii yeah. yeah really cool fun children's stuff yeah can we, um, just for a second here, can we just quickly talk about the birthday party? Uh, yes. So this is like, I, I was worried we're uh, going to blow past No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's back about half of my notes. Yeah, no, and thank you, thank you for unpacking that. But let's talk here about the birthday party. So um, the, the, the clown, Norm, and his dog show up. And, you know, be my my first thought is, like, maybe I'm being too hard on Norm here, right? Like, maybe mm. maybe he's just having a tough day. Maybe he's running a little late. Maybe times are tough financially or whatever, right? Sure. No. It's very clear that the Norm has has received a, a tough lot in life, I think sure. it's safe to and say. And I'm trying he's... to give him the benefit of the doubt here. But, yeah. you know, so we, we show up to the party, and Norm retrieves the dog who he later refers to as old blue, who we come to know as buddy. He, he retrieves buddy from the back of the truck and begins to just belittle him, right? He places a red clown nose on buddy's snout and then physically threatens him with a newspaper. Do not make me use this. Okay. Jesus Christ. We're like three minutes into the movie. Yeah, dude, the movie very clearly is going there, right? Like, so this is going to be, about emotional and physical abuse. This is animal cruelty. And I thought we were watching a children's movie, and two or three minutes in, it's very clear that like this is going to be much heavier than that. Do not make me use this, okay? So we move into the party, right? And Norm the Clown rings the bell, introduces himself. Hi, Clown and a Hound. Clown and a Hound uh, to a little boy at the front door, and he is promptly... In the shin. Yep. And my first reaction is just good. You know, like this is what this guy deserves. He's he's really dislikable uh, at first sight. Like like you, Chris, I was willing to maybe give him the benefit of the doubt. But from the second I saw that clown head in like a mirage, that's like the first... Like on top of the car as it's driving down the highway, mm-hmm. I was just like, "Well, I'm I'm not gonna like what this is all about." And no. uh, sure enough, this guy, real piece of work, Norm. Yeah, Snively. and he leans into it, right? <laughs> like, so the kid answers the door, and he and he and the first thing he says is like, "Hey, kids, it's Happy Slappy Time!" And he says it in a voice that we can really only describe as like helium infused right yeah like it's just bad news it's bad i just wrote news. in my notes happy slappy time no 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 yeah no no not appropriate no and then norm's performance at the party let's talk about this i mean it's an absolute disaster he's yeah the guy is a mess a sniveling worm i mean his last name <laughs> is really appropriate he, he's a he's a pathetic shell of a man i mean he <laughs> yes. he cannot do anything seemingly like once it got to the point where he cannot hula hoop um d- don't attempt to hula hoop if you don't know how to do it for more than right. a second Mm-mm. and he does the like pick a card any card routine 
with one of the kids. Yeah. And not only does he not correctly guess the card, he doesn't even get to that point because he falls down in the process of the child choosing yeah, he showed up a card. Drunk, right? Yeah. He's completely intoxicated. Right. His plate spinning is a mess. His balloons are popping left and right. The parents, Mm-mm. the kids, everyone is just sort of watching, jaw agape, sort of appalled. Yeah, this is like, a slow motion car wreck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His hula hooping is a mess. Uh, he's falling over himself during these card tricks. It's a train wreck, and it's almost as if he wants us. To, it's it's like a cry for help. It, y- oh yeah, y- you could mistaken this for a a man's desperate cry for help. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, if they so, do a gritty reboot of this movie, <laughs> Norm Sadly will be yeah, in, in rehab joke, right? within the first. <laughs> Four minutes of this movie. (laughs) So (laughs) Norm's only saving grace here. I mean, the thing is a mess. This party is a mess. His only saving grace is is Buddy, the dog. Mm -hmm. And who, you know, is watching along with everyone else, the kids, the parents, completely appalled. And he saves the party, basically. He performs some tricks. He catches... These balls that Norm what is basically kind of rocket launching. They? Yeah, they, they were yeah, really he is like throwing hurling, way hurling those balls fast. at the dog's face. Oh, he's it, throwing straight ninety mile an hour heat. I mean, he's yeah. he's just like rifling balls into Buddy's mouth. Who and Buddy is just—it's a miracle that he didn't lose his teeth. It, they yeah. look like cue balls, like billiard balls, right? Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Which is again a miracle that he didn't much. lose any teeth. <laughs> Uh, but the kids and the parents, they're happy, right? Oh, the kids love it. As soon as Buddy yeah. shows up, the kid, yeah. like he saves completely the saves saves the whole thing. We're yeah. seeing smiling faces again. And yeah. now, uh, you, yeah, right. And, and Norm says, now for the grand finale, kids, he tosses uh, a larger bouncy ball at Buddy, who bops the ball right back at Norm. It hits him in the face. Yeah. Norm loses his balance. He stumbles and proceeds just up in the whole house, right? Well, yeah, he, he falls right in the cake. We got a clown in, clown in yeah. the birthday cake. We got a face plant ba- in a birthday cake. Banana slip into a cake flap. Yeah. Uh, classic, classic hijinks. Classic clowning. It's a train wreck. It's a train wreck here. And, um, yeah, place, uh, face plants into the birthday cake, and um, and then and then they're tossed from the party. Get out of here. Literally. Clown. Like, yeah. a, like a bouncer would, implying yes. that the mother... Threw mm. this grown man out, yeah, out of the party like a huge bouncer would. So. And Norm, yeah, Norm she's strong. It. Norm doesn't handle it well, right? Nope. He tosses the dog into the back of of the pickup, t- tosses him in the crate, and More tells threats. him he's headed straight to the pound. You're yeah. going to say, the pound. Yeah, he God. takes all all of his frustration is taken out on the dog. Thank God, because even a pound would be better uh, would be a better fate than living with this disaster of a human being yeah it's, it's, it's he might actually destiny. you know you know he's playing the lottery over there at the pound but this shitty situation is no way to live uh let's get away from norm i'm done with norm so to the pound we go that's when buddy falls off the truck almost gets right. hit by the moving van and right. then does get hit by the by josh's mom yeah. yes 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 <laughs> Obviously, too too drunk to remember to you know secure the the crate in the back of his uh, vehicle. In the bed of the pickup. Yeah, yeah. yeah too drunk just... for most 
human activities. Yeah, most anything. Yeah. Yeah, my God. I mean, what an opening sequence here. I mean, it's just, it kind of sets the tone for the entire film. It set, you know, just kind of sets the tone that it's just going to be sheer chaos and trauma and darkness it's not it's not fun there's not jokes here folks this is just like a very upsetting uncomfortable thing to watch also aside from mrs fram josh's mom really no uh, and i'm sorry uh the the coach uh um what's his name in the film Oh, uh, art, uh, art something? No, yeah, no, wait, the, wait. Arthur, Bill Chaney. Arthur, Arthur Cheney. Cheney Arthur Cheney. Yeah. Uh, aside from his mom, Josh's mom, and Arthur Cheney, like every adult in this movie is awful. Yeah. yeah, and I guess the principal's okay too. But principal's okay, but she's a little, you know, weird. <sighs> I guess it was during that period I was trying to think of when this was made. Like Raul Dahl was really mm. in. Like, mm-hmm. you had Matilda, you had James Witches. and Pete. Yeah, like, right. it, it, the 90s really were about grown-ups are terrible. Yeah. And it's taken until I have myself become an adult to <laughs> see, like, wow, this is really painting adults in a very un- unflattering light. Not, not only you can't get what you want, kind of like the barrier in a lot of kids' movies, like... Like the mom saying she couldn't keep Buddy. And in fact, that was mm-hmm. one of the few parts where I was like, well, she has some valid points, you know? I was like, going to say, I'm, I'm fully on Team Mom. Yeah. Like, yeah. she is, she is yeah. completely overwhelmed. She's trying to raise two small kids, like, she you know, one very small child and a, and a 13-year-old. Yeah. She's working two jobs, because at one point she mentions that she's moonlighting a second job while she's yeah. talking on the phone. Um, pulling a, a, you know, a new house together, trying to furnish it. Um, she is completely, completely, you know, overtaxed and burdened, but, um, yeah. I gotta say she does a, she does a great job. I'm, I'm, yeah, she's, she really surprised yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have to say, you know, I told, uh, Kelly that w- I was watching Air Bud and she's asking me my reaction. I was like, geez, that mom, she's like, you know what? She was really dealing with a lot. Give her, mm-hmm. you know, cut her mm-hmm. a little slack and you know what? She was right. You know, like yeah. she, she was, uh, doing the best with a very shitty situation. Yeah, yeah. Trying to comfort her son, who's clearly you know mourning the the death of his father still, and yeah, a lot a lot on her plate. B, what's the next beat here that kind of jumped out to you, where you just had to hit pause and sort of say, "All right, we need to unpack this in greater detail here." Right. So just real quick, I I don't have a lot until uh, Buddy jumps into the picture again, but uh, he does. Try to join, or he shows up to basketball tryouts. Uh, right. jo- Josh does. Josh, and yeah, doesn't let's talk about doesn't this play sort of dystopian. Can we talk for yeah this dystopian sort of basketball tryout that Josh sits through here? <laughs> right. I mean, so Larry is one of the kids who's just. Wait, why is the basketball tryout dystopian? I was wondering that as well, Chris. I <laughs> think the thing that stands out for me here is Coach Joe. And uh, yeah, we learn really sucks later. His yeah. sort of pep talk yeah. to the Coach boys about like, life and winning. Now you're here today to try out for the school's finest tradition, basketball. Now I've got five of my boys back from last year, including leading scorer Larry Willingham. Raise your hands, gentlemen. And this year we are going all the way. Why is that, Willingham? Because we're winners, sir. That's right. We are here to win. Because if you can win on the courts, you can win at life. Get your butts out here. Let's see if you play ball. 
it's very grim, Ben. And mm. honestly, it makes me like never want to watch uh, sports again or play sports again. He <laughs> wow. says this line: "If if you can win on the courts, then you can win at life." And yep. I'm like, yeah. yeah, poor Josh. <laughs> I mean, he's just. He doesn't even get his ass off the bleachers, right? Like he just no, sits he sits, and looks he sits on, in the stands like, the entire time. I'm, I'm at, fucking good. I'm good. Yeah, Maybe I don't want to be a part of I any just of this. Will suck at life, you know. And what I noticed was the coach, in what could have been a cool, hey, I'm going to give you an opportunity to be manager. I was like, oh, okay, like that's nice. He sees a way to right. incorporate this kid, even if he's not going to play. All right, all right. But he's kind of like, hey, okay. You're new here, right? Well, uh, I could use manager. Well. Manager works his butt off. He arrives before the team. He leaves after the team. Think he can handle it? Practice is Friday afternoon. You be here. <laughs> we'll just see you on Monday or whatever. Like, yeah, he, he basically Josh forcibly. Nothing. He, he forces the kid to be. Uh, just like kind of the team bitch, really. Labor, you know? yeah. yeah, yeah. He basically forces him into free fucking labor, yeah. mm-hmm. and and Josh just takes it. He's like, yeah, I guess I'll do this job that I didn't want to do. Like I wanted to play ball, and I guess I'll just be the water boy, which is what Larry mm-hmm. refers to him as throughout much of the film. Yeah, very um, derisively. Yeah, Larry takes, sucks, but Larry's dad sucks too. But Larry, yeah, Larry is actually an abuse victim himself. Yep. As we'll, we'll see. Yep. unpack Larry. That's in time. a lot. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot to, to unpack there. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, after the basketball tryout, the next major thing that that popped for me was the pudding. Yep. Um, <laughs> this dog is going to be so sick. <laughs> it's a terrible diet. <laughs> oh my god! I wrote so many notes about this pudding. <laughs> I am so glad. I was really hoping that I could be the guy to to be the, the pudding guy. Well, take it but away. take it away. So we so we have no. The I mean, tryout. I'm just really glad that that rung for you too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have the basketball tryout, and Josh. Um, you know, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but ba- Josh basically uncovers finds this like abandoned church where yeah this extremely like spooky looking abandoned church that looks right. like it was like built on a indigenous mass grave that's right. like you know definitely haunted um and the, critically he, it has a basketball like a little basketball hoop there yeah there's like this overgrown yeah this like overgrown like graveyard uh basketball court um and uh, that that Josh kind of like just stumbles upon, and he's like, "Oh, I I'll just give like, Josh some credit. He is quite the handyman. Like this this kid's got some grit. You know, he fixes that place up by himself. He does. He gradually fixes it up. Um, he knocks down a little fence to to reveal a massive oh, yeah. lake with a beautiful mountain vista, just can like we, that just happens to be there right next to it. Can we just be clear? He I believe he used an axe and and chopped down uh, <laughs> like some bushes or some shrubs or a tree. Like mm-hmm. he absolutely yeah, got came down with 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 big time equipment and mm-hmm. put in the work. He, he did absolutely has a career if he wants it in landscaping, whatever. Yeah. Like he absolutely knows what he's doing. I would pay him to work on my little yard here. Uh, I mean, he, the kid. <laughs> The kid knows what he's doing with with an axe. Mm-hmm. Um, his, his paint lines were on point. Yep, that absolutely. They, they were nice yep. and straight. He yeah, had yep. workman he's, gloves. He, he, it seems he talent. has done this before, which is also mm. disturbing. 
Yeah. Yeah, perhaps. I, I don't know why. <laughs> Why he knows how to do all this stuff at like age fourteen? All right. So well, he's a little antisocial. I think he. I think he likes the court so much because you know. At one point, he walks by some other kids playing basketball right. on like a school blacktop or whatever. And at first, I'm like, oh, is he gonna like stop and join in their game? No, he doesn't want to be. You know, have any other human contact? He wants to be left alone with his hoop to you well, know play one on one with like the ghost of his dead dad. And, it's his you know, sanctuary, just be, right? Yes. Like yeah. this is this is his church, if you will. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. The, the Quite court, literally, the court is sort of his church where he goes and does work. Wow! And he, it's just him and the rock. And mm-hmm. little does he know, though, that there is someone else there. Mm. There's someone else there in the bush. You mean besides the ghost of his dead besides, crash test pilot dad? Besides the ghost of his uh, crashed dad, crossing, uh, <laughs> ham yep. delivering dad, which we do not <laughs> banana shame sock at, swinging. Yep, we yep. we don't shame that at all. Uh, but but there is someone there watching him shoot baskets from the bushes. Mm-hmm. Josh peers in. He can't quite make out who it is. But Bit of a least, growl, a little scary. There's maybe. a growl. He mm-hmm. pulls out a little piece of fabric. And Could I be think, a Cujo situation. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and then so we cut to back home. I think Josh is eating dinner. And then quickly cut back to the court. Josh goes back to the courts, right? He tips over the fence. He sees, you know, he's doing all this landscaping work, which he loves. And then he tips over that fence, sees sees the water, Um and then he lays out, Ben, a string of puddings. Mm. Mm. Vanilla pudding. Ingenious. I love it. It's delicious. I love this plan so oh, much. Oh, yeah. And uh, there is that instant bond between Josh and Buddy. Um, Buddy comes out. He sniffs that pudding. Yep. And then we are treated, Chris and Brendan, to a just... Glorious close-up shot of the tongue. <laughs> too close. <laughs> the tongue of that dog in deep into that pudding. Yeah. Oh, the noises and the slow motion tongue yep. just slurping, slurping that beautiful yellow thick substance out of that pudding container gobble gobble it is um a very very um i'll just come right out and say it very erotic scene um if you ask me yes the just yeah the way he he just sops up that that thick yellow substance is really they really lean into that um that the the visuals and and the and the sounds in, in the in those scenes uh in a way that really um uh delighted me as a viewer now guys i don't have a dog personally i, I never have but uh, this diet's dog seems suspect once he meets josh uh a lot of a lot of pudding and snack packs Mm-hmm. Spaghettios, Spaghettios, right out of a metal can. This yeah. this dog is going to have severe diarrhea. Yeah, no, we all, don't see him fed time, dog food like, at any right? point. Yeah. No doubt, there are going to be there are going to be some hurdles. There there are going to be some <laughs> stomach issues. Yeah, um, but <laughs> is this something I, a dog I, can get used to? Certainly not should get used to, but certainly uh, should not get used to. Yeah, um, but I will say. There is a level of compassion here. You know, this is an animal that has had a very difficult time in life, and he mm-hmm. deserves something special. 
He's very, mm-hmm. he's very hungry, I'm sure. So a it, it was an act sure. of kindness. Just maybe, you know, clean, yes. up, clean up the diet after we a few We would love to clean weeks. up the diet a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something comes over Josh here, though, right? He notices Buddy loves... Uh, he notices how much uh, Buddy loves this basketball that he's holding. Hey, boy, come again. Come again. And then Josh tosses him the ball, and then they start playing together, Ben, and it's it's not quite one-on-one. It's that beautiful game that we love, the sharing the rock. Mm-hmm. Everyone's tongue mm-hmm. is wagging, right? <laughs> Everyone is happy. We're sharing the ball. We're sinking hoops. And let's be real. Buddy can absolutely play. There's no doubt about it. He's got yeah, he can skill. Yeah. He can absolutely yeah. play. He can absolutely Stock ball. ball. Buddy's a bucket, it turns out. <laughs> yes. So we move on to uh, the next major sequence for me here is the bath. The bath mm. sequence. And I'd love to watch Oh, right. This is there. actually before. Right. This is. We have yet to actually see Buddy make a basket yet. He's just kind of playing around at this point. He right, doesn't realize right. what he's got. And and uh, just before we move on to the bath, yeah. I did notice the similarities. Um, it was kind of like the scene in E.T. where Elliot is enticing uh, E.T. To, to come out with the Reese's Pieces. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Every... Every uh, non-human protagonist has a snack weakness in a movie like this. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Got to get those uh, those products placed. Because yep. he really does at one point. I, I, I don't think it's at the beginning, but he lays out like 10 pudding things for Buddy. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, he's absolutely baiting. And you see trying to get him to come out. Buddy eat uh, it's quite a few of them. Oh, he eats all of them, yeah. yeah. I think that's implied, yeah. Yeah. But you uh, actually see him eat several. Oh, yeah. And quite sensuously, I might add. I'm talking like some <laughs> slow motion slurping yeah. of that, that pudding. That pudding gets down, all yeah. in his whiskers, on yeah. his lips. In the, to- the tongue is getting all yeah. the way down to the bottom of that pudding now, container. His snout is completely immersed mm, in the pudding. Sopping. <laughs> sopping yep. with the pudding. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. So Josh sneaks back home with Buddy. And he knows this animal needs to be bathed. Uh, mm. If there's any way he's going to get his mom on board with keeping a dog. A feral uh, dog. A feral dog. This animal needs to be presentable. The dog needs a bath. And my man Josh is prepared for an absolute bloodbath in the tub. <laughs> that is the word I was going He to is wearing a yellow rain slicker, a sea captain's bucket hat. He's got yeah. the boots, the galoshes. Yeah. He looks like the Gordon's fisherman. Yeah. yeah. This exactly. was the same year, I believe, as uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer, right? With a very That's similar... Right. Uh, <laughs> he has a hook for a hand. <laughs> yeah. Very... He's got a bowl full of spaghettios for Buddy to snack on. He knows this yeah, is not going to be metal an candy. Yeah, with razor sharp lids just sticking out all over the place. <laughs> Very cool. Now this Very. is the part uh, earlier. I said Josh is a, a pretty good kid. I, I I did not agree with Josh's methodology here. Like, clean up the dog, yes, but you're you're tracking in mud to the house. He's, he, yeah. He, once you put on the raincoat, you know it's going to be a, a shit show. Yeah. Uh, well, he's yeah. not the most responsible he pet owner. Hose, man. Yeah. He knows he's up Shit's Creek here without a paddle, mm-hmm. right? And he knows he this is 
it's 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 a hail mary, right? Like his mom is trying to repaint this house. He's got a dog covered in mud, caked in mud, yeah. and he's got to clean this thing up. And he's just walking a tightrope here, and he's and he's on the clock, right? He keeps looking at that clock. Five o'clock. Right. He knows his mom's about to come home. He yep. knows his mom's gonna come home <clears throat> from that napkin factory, I guess. And uh, he's got to get this thing cleaned up. So uh, we see the bowl full of spaghettios. And then uh, he tosses the basketball in an overflowing tub of bubbles and cue the music, guys. We get back. Splish, splash, I was taking a bath. Splish, splash, I was taking a bath. And this is an absolutely delightful bath sequence here. This Just dog is getting a bath. An incredible amount of bubbles in the room. Um, so many. Floating through the air. Yeah. Uh, they, they pretty much have a wrestle match in the tub. I yeah, Josh know. Josh finds it uh, necessary to jump into the tub with the dog, fully clothed in his rain gear. I, I wonder how much the actual dog buddy... Resisted. Yes. I was well, going to say... That, you know, I had that question throughout the, the entire movie. He did not enjoy Wait, say that again? the bath at all. Um, I was just going to say, I had that question recurringly throughout the entire movie. Um, yeah. That's, I mean, we can get to that as a, an overarching theme, perhaps, at the end. Uh, some, like, how you know, resistant was the dog to everything? Yeah, some, some big picture questions that I'm, I have. I'm sure it was We can chaos. get to that later. The dog was probably the best actor in this film. Though. Oh, without a doubt. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, Josh, Josh absolutely wrestles Buddy uh, in, a, in a bath full of bubbles. Um, and then it's time to dry him off, and he just fires up that leaf blower. Yeah, a leaf um, blower. Duty. Seems a little abusive. And uh, gotta brush his teeth with the mom's mm-hmm. toothbrush. I, as soon as I saw that, I said, "Is this the mom or the sister's toothbrush?" That that question is answered soon thereafter. It, it's the mom's. Yeah, you know, okay. <laughs> I'll just say, Brendan, because uh, I'm 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 rewatching this this bath sequence here as we talk. Mm-hmm. You know, Frank, my dog, gets a bath about once a month. He really never puts up any sort of fight. I mean, hmm. like inherently, dogs don't like baths. But, yeah, of like, course. They sort of get the idea. It's like the sooner we get this over with, the sooner I'm out of here. So it's there's really no struggle. It's just kind of like I'm I'm soaping them up. You know, this wash them like off with clean water, dry them d- off, and then that's it. It's it's this like a WWF match. Yeah, but this mm. is yeah exactly. This is a straight up wrestling match in the tub here, and then um, Josh's mother comes home. And- well, wait, speaking of wrestling, I was reminded of uh, Rick the Model Martel because at one point uh, Josh just sprays perfume directly in the dog's eyes. Oh, he got it right in the eye. Did you notice that? No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wait, little, that's uh, af- that's after the leaf blower. Right after he brushes the dog's teeth, he's like yeah. trying to you know give him a little a little uh, scent you know freshening upping, uh, and it, it seems it appeared to me that he just sprayed perfume right in the dog's yep, eyes. Yep. Right in his eyes. Oh my god. <laughs> right in the snout and right right directly in the eyes. Directly yeah. in the eyes. The secret of my success before every matchup, I pump up with this. Arrogance. It's today's man in a classic can. The fragrance that overpower, overwhelms, and pins down the competition. Mm. It's arrogance for man. 
until we meet again. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, he's trying to freshen him up. Um, look, Josh doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He's how yeah. how old is he? He's, he's like thirteen, maybe. 13? Yeah, I don't know. yeah. Who knows? Like, he's just pulling this stuff out and out of his ass. As a yeah. quick aside, I was wondering how do you keep uh, a dog or an animal actor motivated? Like, what do they get out of this? Money means nothing to them. Do, do they get? Yeah, why would a dog want to do this? Uh, because humans force them to. Yeah. Uh, of course, but uh, d- does the dog get anything out of this? I no. don't think. I don't, uh, yeah, I don't think there's any sort of like tangible. You know, like all dogs get treats. So, like, if I want right. Frank, if I want Frank to sit, you know, I can get him to sit by giving him giving but, him a treat. But Buddy doesn't get like a harem of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like what like does attractive Buddy... female dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, very, it's very sad. It's very fucking dark. Once we start opening that can of worms, yeah, we can talk about that at the end, maybe. Sure. Um, Josh's mom, Mrs. Fram, comes home, and uh, you oh, know, boy. all of a sudden, um, Josh is, you know, hey, mom, like, how was your day? Like, all of a sudden, taking this very unique interest in her well-being, she knows something's up. A little she, too helpful, Josh. Yeah, a little too chipper. A little too chipper. Little not not too very. Chipper. Uh, not very. Uh, you know, uh, normal for you to act this way. Right. Um, <clears throat> after all your, you know, very sad morning. And so Josh tries uh, tiptoeing around the subject, tries broaching the subject of pet adoption with, you know, just kind of like tiptoes around the issue. And before he can even really get there, Buddy comes charging down the stairs, chasing that beloved basketball and... All hell ensues. The ball tips uh, over a ladder full of paint cans, which spatters uh, all over the walls. Every yeah. imaginable thing goes wrong. Buckets, multi-gallon buckets of paint spilling everywhere. Because, of course, this house is still, you know, under kind of like yeah. uh, renovation because of the, the new the new move. The there's paint. There's stuff everywhere all over the place. The living room has open cans of paint because his poor mother, who is, you know, working multiple jobs, single parent, is Yeah, to, stretched you know, way too thin. Yeah, refurnish. she's trying to do it all. Yeah, she's trying to repaint the house here yeah. uh, on the floor. She doesn't have the money to pay for, you know, professionals to come in and help her. She's doing yeah. it all on her own. Right. Two it's kids. a real Rube Goldberg machine of destruction. Ugh. Yes. Once that ladder goes. And frankly, yeah. this is this is, you know, probably the second or third time already in the movie where we've just seen all hell break loose. Physical comedy, right? Where yeah. It's yeah. just kind of all of a sudden the dog causes this ruckus, you know, yeah. all hell breaks loose, things are falling over, things are people are falling off ladders, buckets, you know. It's just a mess. And Josh's mom, Mrs. Fram, is not excited about the idea of keeping this dog. He Yeah, well this scene concludes with a giant bucket of wallpaper paste. Yeah, they get a spray flying out. into the air and just <laughs> and then just landing directly on top of the dog, covering this animal in wallpaper paste. And anyone who has a dog listening to this who knows, you know, a wet dog, what's a wet dog do when he comes in? He or she comes in from the rain. They do that shake off where they just kind of slobber, you know, everything goes flying, you know, rainwater, paint paste goes flying everywhere. And Josh's mom is just coated. She's not excited about the idea of keeping this dog. 
Yeah. I mean, if I were her in that moment, I would just be like, I, I would just leave. I would just be like, I can't, just I can't do this. Again. I would yeah. just get, I would just walk out and like walk into like the nearest body of water and just, I'm I don't done. know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. This is <laughs> a very traumatic dark, scene. Dark end to the film. Josh's <laughs> mother takes her own life by walking into the ocean. <laughs> Uh, it just really filled me with anxiety that whole sequence but I mean I get what they're doing obviously then like the little punchline is so can I keep him so you know like I see what the movie was doing yada yada slapstick but as someone who actually you know has had to paint a house or like put wallpaper up yeah not 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 fun for me to watch that my next note after right after the scene was it's weird being an adult and totally siding with the mom. At that <laughs> yeah. point, I was like, "No, you can't keep this yeah. dog. You're not ready." This is insane. Yeah, you for don't. This you can't level of responsibility. You cannot handle this. This is your life is already a complete chaotic mess. Like you and, can't do this. And she was just afraid of her son's heart getting broken again, which I thought was very mm-hmm. touching. I, I did yeah. relate to the mom a lot in that moment. Well, after the uh, wallpaper paste uh, is splattered everywhere. Uh, Josh and Buddy go about town and they're hanging up signs, you know, found yellow dog, call immediately, whatever. So Josh right. is... The mom is like, you can keep the dog for a little while until, you know, we, we maybe we take him to the pound. Yeah. yeah. She's so, reasonable. So she she, she does compromise dead. a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Which yes. is like amazing. Like her, the fact that she's that, you know, flexible and, and accommodating after that whole scene... Again, all all credit goes to the mom. Also, this is a minor note. Uh, this happened right around this time. Josh has a, a laptop in 1997. I like did his know. own wow. laptop. Pretty and, shit. I didn't uh, notice that. I was like, damn, dude. <laughs> Your mom's soaking you up. Yeah. So Josh, Josh You're getting Adele, buddy, dude. Yeah. Josh and Buddy are hanging these signs around town, trying to get him a home, trying to get him adopted. And uh, Buddy, very astutely, when no one's looking, takes down each sign, eats each sign. Yeah. Uh, there does They do manage to get one sign to stay up inside that uh, ice cream store window. And then Josh has this idea. He locates a Maytag box. And he drags it down the street, and he writes Buddy's name on it. And the idea is that Buddy will live and sleep in this box outside and uh josh's mom calls him inside hey mom you uh wanted to see me what are you doing what do you mean the box the box don't get funny with me josh i know what you're doing what am i doing you are making a home for him and this is not his home the next thing you know mom i'm gonna be- can't leave him out in the rain that's totally inhuman that's just the point josh he's not human he's a stray quote he's not human he's a stray do not get attached to this dog do not. We'll take it from there, guys. Uh, floor, you know, floor is open. Give me some thoughts here on this on this moment. Well, again, I, I you know, as I said, I, th- I think the mom's being totally reasonable. Um, you know, she's doing the best she can in this extremely trying situation, and um, yeah, she's just trying to be be straight with her son and be like, listen, you know, like she knows that her her son's not you know old or responsible enough to care for an animal. Obviously we saw how he, uh, tried to, you know, give the dog a bath. Not great. Um, so, you know, I feel like she's doing what any reasonable parent would do. And, um, and then again, she says, you know, we can keep him for a little while. Um, so. 
Yeah, I know she's meant to be not a, an antagonist, but a barrier at this point in the movie. But you got to remember that this kid's dad just died. He's still not over that. She can't. Mm-hmm. She can't afford to see her son's heart get broken again by getting attached to this dog, who is a stray, and you know he's a good boy, as we learn. But uh, we don't. She doesn't know that at this point. So I also. Side dog, with the mom. Dog the needs a place to sleep, guys. You're yeah. wrong. The dog deserves a place <laughs> oh. to sleep. He deserves a warm home, even if it's for one night. He can sleep outside in the little house he got. Uh, he deserves. He deserves some shelter. Uh, I understand Josh's mom is trying her best here. She's trying to protect her son, but. The way she can protect her son is allowing him to uh, love this other uh, creature, to um, give him uh, a chance to sort of uh, grow his heart and to take care of this thing that he loves very much. Sure. She comes Um, around. Yeah. To her credit, that's exactly what she observes. Yes. She sees, you know, gradually how, just how happy um, Buddy is is making her son. Yes. And she realizes like, oh, this is, this is what he needs in order to get over his dead father. Like this is. Yes. And she, she totally recognizes that and to her credit, like embraces it. Yes. So Josh has until Christmas. Josh mom, Josh's mom, Mrs. Fram initially gives Josh one week. Or Buddy goes to the pound, then she relents after him, after his pleading. She says he has till Christmas to find Buddy a new home. And she says, I swear you're going to grow up to be, to be a lawyer one day. Um, mm. And then meanwhile, we see Buddy, who had been sleeping outside in a box, is now sleeping beneath Josh's bed. Oh, and boy. that feels like progress, guys. Boy, I really enjoyed that reveal where they are at the bottom of the stairs having an argument. And then you see Buddy's head peek out yeah real real quick there that mm-hmm. was that was one of my favorite moments of the film yep. where i was like oh buddy you got yep. me you got inside somehow on the second floor no less you've been listening to switch, switch. 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 switch.